You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 133. Today's episode is all about... Huge dicks. Huge dicks. And a recent, well, there were actually quite a few dicks at this party. A recent trip that we had out to, I was calling it Ravinia on the last podcast. I have to correct myself, it's Ravin. Yeah. Uh, The J on the end. It's just a silent J at the end, it's like... We're going to talk about the recent trip to Anaconda Swingers Club out in uh, Croatia here, as well as visiting a swingers bar... In Ravin. In Ravin. But first, cultural tidbit. For Croatia, you've got another one. I have one for Ravin. Whoa, oh, whoa. Okay, I'm ready, I'm excited. I know, right? That's so good. You can hear it in my voice, right, everybody? Hey, before we get onto that, though, shout out to MB. There are a couple on Twitter. They're actually from Slovakia who reached out after my last cultural tidbit and said the stat that I gave about Slovakians like to dress up. They were like, yeah, that's that's accurate. So I thought that was pretty cool. So shout out to you guys. Did you know that Croatia is the third largest naturous FKK destination in Europe? No. You did not know that? Well, that's pretty goddamn good. I don't even know what a naturist FKK is. Over 85% naturist items capacity is located in Istria, where you can find seven naturist FKK camping sites in total. What's an FKK? Why are you just keep saying FKK? I'm glad you asked that, Daryl. FKK is an abbreviation of a German word. Would you like to hear me pronounce it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Freak or... Wait, no. Freak or percuter. No. Freak... Freck or pekuta. Freck or pekuta. Freck or pekuta. Wow. D- which means free body culture and represents a naturist way of living, nature experience being no without any direct link to sexuality. The persons which follow and practice this type of lifestyle are called traditional nudists, naturists, or FKKers. There you go. So, freaker pekuta. You're a freaker pekuta. Do you want to actually hear what it sounds like? Should we do that? Yeah, okay. okay. You ready? Of course, you've got it pre-recorded or something weird, don't you? Freikörperkultur or something. That's what okay. I think. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Freikörperkultur. Freikörperkultur. That's that's pretty goddamn. Let's one more. Freikörperkultur. Yep. That's actually pretty close. Yeah, oh, yeah. You were basically bang on. I could have been in. Uh, I I think a German would have definitely. Oh, they would have been like, well, yeah, yeah, would have had no clue what you were talking German about. German person would have been like, totes. Totes, I have no no idea what you're talking about. Let's fry Kokaputa together. That's what they would have said. <laughs> They're like, whoa, totes, you have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to nod and smile in your direction. Exactly. Some updates from us. First of all, Daryl, you're off to the US in uh, 12 hours. Correcto mundo. Correcto mundo. Where, where are you going? What's happening? To the US, you pretty much summed that up. Yeah, you're going to Arkansas. You're going to Nashville. No, you're going to Tennessee. Going to both, actually. Nashville and Tennessee. Where else are you going? Chicago? Yep. Indiana? No. Mm, Yeah, I think I'm there as well for a little bit. Anyway, so you're going to the USA for a week and you're leaving in 12 hours. Are you you packed yet? No. Mm, That would freak a lot of people out. Why would I be packed? It's 12 hours away. I'm just saying, a lot of people would be like, nah, packed. Weeks yeah. ago. I'm pretty sure a lot of those people are not the people who, who 
have gotten sick of travelling for work. Mm. Have, although have fun, though. I haven't been travelling for work in quite some time. So I'm, well, you went to Poland recently. Yeah, but I mean frequently. Mm. How, uh, how many hours are you driving for in the US, you said? There'll be about 14 hours total. All right, cool. After hours stuff. And you're going for a week. Yeah. Have fun, happy sailing. Yeah. There's three flights as well. Flights are faster than driving, though. I know that's not a surprise to most people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just, you know. It's if, fucking genius, but If you guys are looking for, for scientific podcast Inf- like just really just down into it information, come here because what we'll tell you is that driving, not as fast as flying. Walking even slower. Walking is slower. I, I mean, crawling, probably, probably, high probability, even slower. Yes. Sliding along like a snail on your stomach, I'm guessing. I mean, I'm not a scientist. Uh, no, I mean, depends whether you're on a downhill with the wind behind you or not. Okay. Probably a little bit slower. Did you hear, just as a side note about science, Mm. that a person proved that a a device can go faster than the wind that's pushing it? There's a useless piece of information for you. Okay. What was that in? Scientific Antarctica? No, why would it be in Scientific Antarctica? I just prefer that particular magazine. (laughs) All the all two pages of it. (laughs) Two pages of it. Hey, a couple more updates for you guys. This one was interesting. So there was something on Twitter recently. I can't remember which account it is, so I'm sorry, guys, if you listen. But they they asked why podcasters don't generally talk about politics in swinging. They're an American couple, so from their perspective, more about politics. And when I first read it, I was like, well, I mean, that's not really something we see a lot around the world in different parts, right? Interestingly, uh, we met a, a communist couple here in Croatia the other day. We did. And, the, and the, the, this sprung to mind. I was like, huh. This is really, really interesting because historically politics is not something that we've really ever discussed on a date in my mind or no. very rarely, maybe at a minimum funny little joke, ha-ha, something about the politician being crap. Yeah, which most are. But it wasn't ever something that we've discussed and I, I thought it was really interesting because uh, on that date, maybe how much of the time, maybe a quarter of the time yeah. it was generally spent about. We were discussing politics, yeah, but that was because that was because I was interested, yeah, in their views mm-hmm. to understand more about the whole, well, the whole idea of communism. Here's what I took away from that date, though. I had a revelation about drinking, drinking types, and drinking people. <laughs> okay, not about the politics, but about the drinking. Exactly. Yep. Welcome to Kate's mind, everybody. There are beer drinkers, right? Like Jay from the Average Singers, who drinks Coors Light. He's a beer drinker. That's not beer. He drinks Coors Light. Then he drinks. There are serious beer drinkers who like craft beer and yeah. who like going to where the monks originally yeah, made made the beer and the whole thing. So here's my thought: these two people were were serious beer drinkers. They go to beer halls. They go to beer places. They don't go to bars. And the reason yes. they don't go to bars is because bars tend to just serve things like Coors Light or whatever. They don't serve actual what beer drinkers and craft beer people like to drink. So here is my revelation that I have from that date. Put the politics aside. There is little hope for a compromise for a couple if you're dating somebody, a couple or a single, when they are an actual beer drinker. If you go to a bar and somebody likes to drink beer, somebody else can have a wine, someone can have a cocktail, fucking happy days for everybody around that room. If you date a serious beer drinker, they will take you to a beer hall. That beer hall will serve nothing but beer. And water. That's not true. Very rarely. Every craft no, beer mean, place we've ever been to, they, they rarely... They wine. Generally, they call it white wine. If you're lucky. Anyway, so that was my revelation that I had from that date, is that if you're going to date a serious beer drinker, you're fucked if you don't also seriously like beer. Yeah. 
So that was my revelation. Well, well revolted. Thank you, babe. We had a single guy date last night. He was interesting. He was quite communicative on text, chatted, sent photos, did all the great things that really made us want to catch up for a drink, I guess, before, you know, to kind of see if there was a connection there and, and, and suss out what was going on. Really good green flags. Sometimes, though, the dates don't really work out and you have to actually then reject that person after the fact. And it's never a nice thing, right? I didn't need to do it, so it was fine for yeah. me. <laughs> well, here's a question. I said, hey, I'll... Also in the message. Were you surprised by that rather than me yes. kind of bowing out and saying, Yes, because normally you'd ask me to do it. Very, very surprised by that, in fact. Yeah, that I just kind of took ownership and I was like, hey. Yeah. I mean, it does need to be a couple thing, I think. Like, so you can't, you can't have an unbalancing where one person's always doing all the work in one area, you know, and I think that comes with the rejection as well. So Agreed. But you know. it, it's, I mean, it was pretty, uh, the rejection side generally kind of falls to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Time. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. So that's why I took the reins on that one. Um, He did pay for our drinks too, which is lovely lovely, yeah. and, and rare. And again, that's really good points to him. Honestly, it just came down to the fact that not a good match. But I, what I will say for any single men out there listening, two tips I will give you. Don't look at your phone and look at your watch all the time because that just makes people feel like you're not interested in, in being there and being engaged. And the other thing is if you're already at the table and the couple's walking up to you, stand up to greet them. I don't think stand up to greet them. You don't is, think stand up? No, I don't give a shit about that. Okay. He was sitting in the way we could get through. Oh, yeah. And he told us to walk around the other side. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it was. He could have just shimmied the chair out of the way a little bit. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. Should he sh- shake his chest while he's shimmying across? No, definitely well, Shimmy, not. shimmy. No? No. Hey, all right, let's take a quick break and then let's come back and let's talk about our time in Ravin. Okay. All right, so we went out to Ravin for two two nights, really only two nights, Friday, Saturday night. And we did a couple of things in Ravin while we were there because we wanted to kind of experience it. And one of them was a fat bike tour, scooter tour. A fat electric, fat wheel electric bike Thank tour. Thank you. And I didn't realise it at the time, but we actually rode through Nude Beach. How the fuck you didn't realise it? I have no clue. I didn't realise it was a designated nude beach, so I just was rolling you through. Because I missed the sign. Because I missed the sign. Didn't miss the cocks and the tits and the pussies out. That I caught. I'm surprised you saw any of those. The tits, yes, but the rest of those bits were generally covered up. No. There was a dude out reading a book because he was still there on the way back, and I was like, I hope that guy's applied sunscreen. Yeah, I think anyone standing, they were covered up. Okay. Well, he was lying there right near the path. I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think he was there in front of the path on display? Can I say, even lying down, it was still nearly covered up. Okay. Do you think that he was he was lying there on purpose, right near the right near well, the little no, pathway? Just you're now sexualizing nudity. No, I'm just saying. No, like he was just hanging out. He's he just, just hanging he out. He just fucking found a spot to lay down that he liked, and he laid there. There's nothing to do with him showing off because there's nothing to show off. He right. was just relaxing, reading a book. Yeah. He was reading a fucking book. I hope he applied sunscreen. I'm not even joking, like, because we went past and then we came back an hour later and he hadn't moved and that was concerning to me for skin cancer. On his dick. On his dick, yeah. Well, I mean, you can get skin cancer pretty much anywhere from lying in the sun for an hour without any sunscreen on, so. True. Yeah, not just the dick. Not just the dick. That no. The sun, the, the sun can the skin cancer doesn't just then target the dick. Target acquired. No, it's not one of those scenarios. Doesn't you sure? No. Like comes down and it, it assesses the whole human body, and then it's like you know what? Going for the dick. I'm gonna land on that dick. Could do. Could do. Bye bye. 
So we, when we were out in Ravin, we were obviously there to go to the club and have a look around and visit this new place. But what I was excited about also visiting was a swingers bar. So I looked online and there's a <laughs> swingers bar. <laughs> I'm, fucking change hey, quick. I'm getting to you. you. You sit tight for a second. So there was a swingers bar advertised online and I thought, brilliant. And it was also clothing optional. Swingers bar. And it was right next to a nude beach. So I was like... Bar, sunshine, people, you can meet people before you go to the club, nude beach right there, sexy environment, and it's a bar, like, win, 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 checking all the boxes, fucking thank you very much, sign, seal, deliver. Oh, yeah. And I had a nap because I needed a nap nap. Because you're old. Because I'm old. Mm -hmm. And we got ready and we went to the bar and... We struggled to find the bar. It was kind of up these back roads and potholes and stuff like that. I did take some uh, video. Actually, if you're on our Patreon, you can see the video because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's That's not a joke. It is crazy back roads, like no bitumen, nothing. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Daryl, would you like to just do like a five-second review of the bar? Maybe 15, 20 seconds if you like. Just what, what were your general thoughts? Did you have hopes going to the bar? I had shit tons of hopes. Yeah, you always... You know, over hope for these places, I think. So it was shit. There we go. Da-da. That's me done. It was a, because it's only open for the summer and you can tell that they don't, like it's just thrown together. It's rickety. It's like not well serviced in terms of the people serving. It's just shit. I mean, it was shit from start to finish. And then the last thing, the last thing that happened while we were there, we got some, some French fries if I remember, and they were okay. But, I mean, they're French fries. It's pretty hard to fuck up deep-frying potato. The, uh, there was that one time in India that the company you worked for tried to bring some French fries. And- the, the drinks the drinks were thrown together into glasses. Like, they weren't – there was no measuring or anything going on, which, hey, look, I don't mind if it's beer or wine, but if you're making a fucking cocktail, you've got to get it at least something near right. You know, it doesn't. So you they either, weren't cheap either. They were no, they were pricey. fucking expensive, yeah. which is why I have a problem with it. Because if they were cheap and cheerful, and you get and you can get a buzz on out of it, then so be it. But they they weren't. They were expensive and shit. I don't like expensive and shit. That's the two worst. That's the worst combination ever. So then we were sitting there. The last thing we were watching a guy set up a stereo system or a PA system, whatever the fuck you call it. And he turned it on and within seconds of him turning it on, I reckon 10 couples stood up and left because it was that fucking loud you couldn't breathe. Now, I don't mind, again, it wasn't too loud if you were there to party and party only. It was three three o'clock in the afternoon, so it wasn't like it was... I, yeah. I understand that I, it was the, three. The listeners don't yeah, understand. Look, they just need to know not to go there. That's what they need to know. So it was, it's called White Bar. It's a swingers bar. It's um, called Vispar. Vispar. I had a lot of hope for this place, but honestly... It's right next door to Black Bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. L- literally next door to Black Bar. Yeah. And it just it just didn't hit the mark at all. And the people that were there, I mean, there were some people that were in bikinis, some people were nude, some people were in shorts and no shirt. You know, there was a kind of a mix of people there, but it just didn't. Good descriptor of the differing clothing scenarios. The only one you missed was shirt cocking. There was no one shirt cocking. Or shirt pussing. There Holy wasn't. shit, there was actually a guy that walked past shirt cocking. I remember him now because he had sandals on as well. And I was like, aces. And no, I didn't see any shirt pussing though. No, no shirt pussing. The reason that I wanted to set the scene with this, you guys, is um, not to shit all over White Bar, um, which we've obviously just done anyway, but is because... I'm happy to shit all over White Bar. I wanted to give you an understanding of the mindset that we were in as we rolled up 
to the Swingers Club because as we rolled into the Swingers Club after having visited this Swingers Bar, our first thoughts, I've got to be honest, as we sat in the car park were, fuck me, I hope this isn't as shit as the White Bar. Yes. And you in particular were like, God, this is not going to be good. Like if that's the level of. I just, I, I was, I said I will be unsurprised if it's shit. Yeah. Yeah. And after taking that initial tour, we'll get to that in a second. Then what did you think? I was very impressed and surprised, but positively, firmly, positively surprised. It was an amazing bar. Really, yeah. really well laid out, really well thought out. Only issue, and I see why it's it's an issue in winter, not in summer. And summer's fine. I mean, it's got a huge outdoor area, which is really cool. Yeah, that's in between four buildings, so you're kind of you know you're trapped in there. Or should I better say, people can't gawk at you as you're in there. So it was it was really quite cool. It was a really cool layout. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, same. So just before we get, I'm, I'm going to actually talk about the whole place. I'm going to run through what we kind of experienced. So they had some COVID protocols in place for the night that we were there, actually. So the we turned up an hour early and the owner greeted us and told us about, you know, took us on a tour and told us all about the place and then spoke to us about COVID protocols because that everybody that was at the party, obviously it was going to be a big party, were required to either be fully vaccinated and show the vaccination or show a negative uh, COVID test. So that was that was interesting. I thought that was particularly interesting for for this region in particular. Agreed. But yeah, so that was that was great. So then we went on the tour, and as Daryl said, surprisingly well laid out. Now we because we were there an hour early before anybody else was there, we had the luxury of taking video, and so I'm going to chop all that together soon, and I'm going to pop it up on YouTube, and you'll be able to see that on our website as well. But this club, I would have to say, out of the clubs we've been to around the world. Given everything they had in the club and the variety, and it's huge, guys. Like the space is quite large. I would say it's probably the best laid out club. Yeah, I think you're probably going too far. You reckon too far? Yeah, yeah. I think it's very well set up for what it what it's meant to do, which is only operate in summer when there's no Mm, rain. Yeah. Now add some add any cold weather weather. conditions Mm. to that. And it basically becomes useless. Most of the space does. Yeah, which is why it's seasonal in the first which place. Which is why, it, well, I mean, it's seasonal for a few reasons. That I'm sure is one of them. Yeah. But but I wouldn't say it's the best laid out club, no. I would say it's well laid out. I would say that it's well put together. But And it's varying. It has lots of variants from start to finish. Mm. Like there's different things in different places. But it's not, it's not a well laid out club if you're looking to operate all year round. All year. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. It, so basically this this club, as Daryl just said, has a huge outdoor area that is co- it is covered in, I guess, by buildings around the outside. And so it's the first time that I've actually seen anything like that. So when we actually walked through the front doors and were presented by this courtyard, which had a huge tree in the middle of it and really nice lights set up and all these couches and benches and beds and stuff around the outside in this yep. courtyard, immediately I was like, holy shit, this is cool. Yes. But again, completely useless for half the year. Yep. <laughs> half the year here. But it is, you know, it created this ability to chat and be out of being inside, being out of maybe the DJ area, you know, or being in the playroom and things like that. And I just thought it was a really great atmosphere. You know, I had never experienced that before. And I, I really liked it. Agreed. Yeah, was- I really, really liked it. Yeah, so a lot of lot of facilities there. Again, I'll put the the kind of the full video together on on youtube but they have a brand new downstairs area they have a cool bar area and they've got all the different types of equipment that you would want so they've got 
a theatre room, group play areas, they've got glory holes, they've got um, a dentist chair, they've got, which I'm sure there's probably a good name for that in <laughs> the A dentist OBGYN chair, you know? It's with not the, a de- well, I mean, it's not a fucking dentist chair, is it? Well, it's an OBGYN chair, like one of those things. I don't know what the actual term for it is. It's a stirrup chair. There you go, stirrup chair. Um, had a St. Andrew's Cross. What else am I missing here? They had um, closed playrooms, open playrooms. Born theatre. Yeah, the, the theatre, the glory holes. Yeah, that's all downstairs. I think that's everything. But that's that's everything is basically downstairs. So that's the entire play area downstairs and upstairs. Pretty much. There's the bar area. There's a um, dancing cage, dancing pole, chairs, DJ, lounge, all of that stuff. Pool table, which I really wanted to use but we didn't get a chance to, which was uh, a bit unfortunate. Typically, though, we were sitting around and we were actually sitting with one of the event managers and he told us 500 people were expected that night. When you heard that initial number, what was your thought? That sounds like a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Did you think, did you believe that there was going to be that many people when no. you heard that number? No. No, but there was, but yeah. there really, really was. Yeah, I, I didn't actually, when, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, because I mean, event managers generally tend to overshoot. Let's be fair. Yep, I would agree with that. It so, was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was. There were a lot of people, a lot of fucking people. Yeah, so there were definitely that many people, but in usual swing of fashion, it didn't really start getting busy until ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. Yep, that's about right. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, I think I was surprised there were some people there quite early though. Basically, at opening, which was nine o'clock, right? I think they were trying to avoid the line because I actually poked my head out later in the evening to go have a look at the line. Oh, really? There was and a it line? Was, it was significant. Really? Yeah, like half an hour wait to get in, significant. Fuck me. Yeah, because they had to check all the COVID stuff. I remember and, all the fucking cars in the car park yeah, as we left. There yeah. Were fuck tons of them. Yeah, because I, che- I watched them check in people, so they have to check them in, explain everything to them, obviously take their membership, take their money. Yeah, okay. And then do the COVID what, stuff. Taking money? Yeah, some people hadn't pre-bought tickets. Oh, yeah, but it's more just, you know, I can't believe they charge people. Of course, I'm kidding, babe. Relax. Wow, that was funny as hell, babe. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm known for. I am the funny person. So I think that was podcast. probably why there was so many people there quite early. I think it was just to avoid that line, if I'm honest. Yeah, okay. I'd yeah, probably do I mean, the same thing. You reckon? Yeah. I'm going to ask you to explain your thoughts on the type of people that you saw at the event because I've got a point I want to make and I want to see if you are on the same kind of – Thoughts, okay. line as me. So out of the people there, like, explain who was there. Well, I mean, it was hard to see through the forest of single men to see anyone else. That would be probably the most important thing, I suppose. I don't know what else to say. There were a mix of people from young to old. Okay. I thought What's that your point? Everybody there was reasonably fit. Probably the fittest group of people collectively okay. at a swingers event or yeah, club. I never would have never would have thought of that or brought it up. That I have ever been around, okay. I think. I would generally do you now agree with that? Looking around and thinking about the 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 people that were there and normally what you see at a general swingers club, which we know is pretty diverse, I would say that generally speaking, the bulk of people there were probably fitter than most parties that we've attended, I guess. Mm, yeah, I mean I'll say yes. They were certainly it was certainly a thin group of people. I wouldn't say. I mean, it depends on what you mean by fit. Do you mean fit as in you know she's fit or fit yeah. as in? I mean, she like they look fit. Like they were pretty well dressed. Everybody had made an effort. Yes, they were probably I guess slender than the average uh, you know average body shape size that we've seen around the world. Just generally speaking, you know, she's fit. He's fit. Like a broad. 
more than what we've seen probably yeah. around. Um, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say yes or no if I'm honest. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. Uh, so we talked to a couple from Norway. They were quite young. Yes. But way, way too young. <laughs> way too young. Way too, too young. young. But they, uh, they, they spoke uh, decent English. It always interests me and makes me laugh a bit when people are afraid to speak English or apologize to sp- for their lack of capability to speak English to us, and they are fucking pretty good at it. Yeah, I mean, it's always the way, though. Everyone that I speak to in in any of the countries I go to, the first, second thing out of their mouth after saying hello is, I'm sorry, my English is so poor. But in 90% of the cases, their English is as strong as what mine is because I speak Australian. How long hadn't they spoken English before? They, they did tell us, but I can't remember. I think it was two years or something. Two like years that. or something, yeah. Yeah, because they hadn't been able to get back to Croatia in yeah. a long period of time. So they I remember be- they, they're Croatian, that, but they moved to Norway and they've since changed their citizenship mm, yeah. or they're dual citizens. Now, it was definitely interesting chatting with them. Although, I mean, it was never going to go anywhere. They were way too young for me to be interested in them. Did you know that when you nudged me and said, hey, go talk to these people? They were the only, they were just standing beside us and they weren't talking to every, anyone and were looking quite nervous. So it was just more of mm. somebody to talk to. Did you? Yes. So yes is the answer. So you knew they were young, that young. I did find I it interesting. They I knew they weren't of interest to me because of their age. Right. I did find it interesting because you said that they look quite nervous and shy. And so I said, you know, hey, have you been to anaconda before have you been to a party like this before and they're like oh yeah this is like our sixth or seventh time yep <laughs> i that that was amazing to me i think it's funny how you can make these assumptions and they're totally wrong yeah they were young but they'd certainly had quite a bit of experience although they said they'd been to like six or seven parties but only played at one or two i think mm. from what they said they that's said not they, uncommon they're looking for a good click which is yeah i mean you're right it's not uncommon in a lot of countries but I would say it's less common here Yeah. in our experience. There seems to be a lot more play going on a lot of parties, a lot more going on here than other, other places we've been in terms of the sex side. Yeah, let's talk about that. So why, why are we, talk, what are we want, talking about? I want you to explain what I'm calling Sex Fest 2021. <laughs> so later in the evening we walked downstairs. So we hadn't, we'd been upstairs, we'd been chatting to people, we'd been kind of standing there watching people, we'd gone and gotten a couple of drinks and then we decided to head on downstairs. Yes. And at that point in time I said to you, hey, let's go play together. You know, let's go maybe play together, let's have a few people watch us. That was in where my headspace was at. Let's go, let's see what's happening downstairs, let's go play together and then kind of see what happens. And as we were entering the downstairs area and we're about we're attempting to go play i could already tell the place was packed yeah but i want you to explain in sexually graphic detail what we walked into down there for sex fest 2021 because holy shit i've never seen anything like this before so i want to talk about this um I mean, we walked into a room full of people and that's all it was. There wasn't a lot of sex going on. There was people happen- there was only sex happening in the two bedrooms and out and maybe two people having sex out on the out in the seat area. There was people fucking on the wall. There was people fucking on the couch well, thing. I didn't see any of that. The glory hole things were full and there was people fucking on the theatre things. All I saw was a forest of single guys. <laughs> Through the peephole on the way out I saw people shagging in one of the rooms. But it wasn't it wasn't a Fuck fest. I, I didn't think it was anyway, but obviously I missed a whole lot of things. If you're telling me there were people fucking on walls and stuff, I didn't see any of that. 
So as we head down the stairs, so keeping in mind again that there's rooms off to each side and they're either closed rooms or peephole rooms. As we're heading down the stairs, there's... There's only one closed room, all the rest were peephole. No, there's two there and then you head down and then there's the four peephole rooms. But there's the top two uh, closed rooms on either side, one other side. So you've got the two closed rooms heading down the stairs. You got. I didn't think there were any closed rooms. Yeah. I thought they were all peephole. Mm-mm, no, because remember there was um, somebody trying to open it on the way out and they were like, what? And I said, that's the closed room. No, I don't remember that. Okay, so as you're heading down the stairs, the closed rooms are full and you can hear the slapping of human flesh. <laughs> and then we head down and the peephole rooms were all full. The door was closed, but they've got the peepholes uh, cut into it so you can see what people are going on there. And, and there were... The hallway was absolutely chock-a-block full of people watching, couples watching, and, of course, a lot of single men watching. And then as we head down further into the steps heading towards the theatre, there is some couches off to the right-hand side and the left-hand side, and both of the couches had people fucking on the couches. And to the right, there was a group of, like, four people fucking. There was a couple fucking in the corner. So there was, a couple, there was people fucking on the actual couch. And then there was a couple fucking in the corner and then there were people sitting on each other's laps, like a couple sitting on each other's laps on the chairs, facing those people fucking, just watching. And then on the other other side, you had basically the similar thing going on. But the hallway where we were walking up and down, again, was just chock-a-block full of people. And so the real estate space for getting into these areas where you could potentially play was hilarious. Like I reckon if they had a ticketing system, it would have been in full swing. Ho-hum. Yeah, I mean – the. the uh- all I remember is just a whole lot of fucking single guys all looking through the hot, the peepholes and, and being in my road. I didn't even realise that you walked all the way through to the end with me because mm-hmm. I said I'll go through and check whether whether there's anywhere that we can go. We stood down in front of the glory hole area uh, for a yeah, while watching. Sorry, I do remember that. Yep, I remember you made it to the to the end there yeah, now, now that you mention it. So as we keep walking, so that's that's all going on the couch area, so that's a no-go zone. All of the beds are full, so obviously that's a no-go zone, and it became very apparent at this point in time that we were not going to have any space to play down there. But we decided to go have a look and really get in the thick of it. As we're coming down into the theatre area, on the TV they had like an anal selection. It was, I remember it being like anal stars or something, or rather anal on the TV. And in front of there they had all the theatre, just normal like single-seater couches, and there was a few couples fucking in those couches and then there were a few people just watching, single men watching, and then there was a couple sitting on each other's lap just watching the, the, the porn on the TV. Yep. And, and at the back there's a couple of couches and the, then to the right-hand side you've got a bunch of glory holes and a little sheer curtain and then there were just people just everywhere, couples together kind of, you know, trying to find space to do something or just watching single guys kind of milling around watching and it was just absolutely packed and I – the reason I said I've never experienced anything like that before and I'm calling a kind of sex fest 2021 was because it was just so many people at the one point in time. I don't think I've ever seen a playroom as active. Okay. I would have thought that the some of the events we've been to in Australia, like over like the New Year's events and stuff, would have been no as big. No? No. Okay. Smaller, smaller footprint, so it's just not possible to get that many people in there. Yeah. It, it was certainly interesting. I wouldn't um, – did you think it was sexy kind of being amongst that? I mean, nah, if, you, you, if you didn't notice as much sex as I did, then you probably wouldn't have felt well, like it I was, didn't think it was sexy at all. You felt like it was just too much? No, I just feel like there were too many men, though. Single guys. Right. There was nothing cool about that, yeah. honestly. It was just, there was, there's a threshold. There's a threshold, I think, of singles, whether it be men or women, in a in a event like this, that it, it just becomes too high, and we were well past that threshold Yeah. for it to be of interest for me to be 
and, and you know, again, we'll happily play with single guys, but it wasn't. It just wasn't cool. There was there wasn't a lot. There was nothing exciting about it to me. Yeah. So I actually did write down a few notes here on ways that that party could have been better, and one of them is to cap the single men entering the venue. Yeah. I understand that caps the revenue, but to me, I felt like they definitely could have just capped the number of single men down significantly, and that definitely would have made one. It would have cleared up the space in the playroom for more people to actually play. Yep. And I think two, it would have made people feel safer to play. You know, sometimes couples don't want to be looked at by 20, 30, 40 single men. You know, they might just want to play and have a couple of single men and a couple of couples watch them. But too many, I think, might hinder people from wanting to play. I totally agree. It wasn't something that I was interested in. Uh, if there had been space, like, say, an open bed, would you have played with me? Not with all of those not single guys, though, no. Is that just because it would have been... No, it's because I can't control the environment. Yeah. So it's just more I mean, of... Uh, there's... There's a requirement for, for you to be safe in that environment and I don't have enough hands or eyes to deal with that many people potentially wanting to invade your space or our space without permission potentially. Mm. And I'm not saying that the single guys are there were there the single guys that were there would have done that without permission, but I can't assume that they also wouldn't have. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of stuck it would be the same. It wouldn't be a hell of a lot different if it were that many couples in the room. I mean, we've been to parties like I believe we've been to parties with this many people shagging before, and they weren't comfortable either. And we didn't. We generally didn't play at those either. So for you, it's just more of a perception. Even though you know people are very generally many well intentioned, it's just that there's just too much going on for you to get your head in the game. No, that's not. That's not it at all. It's just that I don't necessarily trust everyone is around me. If I don't know them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. So definitely some things that I would have changed to make that party better. And overall, I think the party was good for me, but there's things that I think could have made it better. Definitely, definitely capping the number of single men. I would have liked if there was, because it it is, it was a takeover of this venue, right? So there's, this is a huge party. I think if we went back to this club on um, maybe a normal week, weekend night. Well, yeah, the club owner recommended that. She did, yeah. She, she said, said that, she said it's crazy tonight. If you want to, it, she said that you need to come back when things are when we left because we basically left straight after that. Yeah, we left at midnight. Yeah, so she said, look, it's crazy tonight. You you should really, for a true impression of the club, you should come back when it's either a week night or not an event night. She yeah. said this was always going to be nuts. Yeah, and, it wasn't and she we, was right. It was fucking nuts. It was, was a lot people of people everywhere. Yeah. And I would like to experience it again when it is when it is probably at half capacity, half of what we've seen there. I'd, okay. I'd like to go back and experience it again and just kind of be able to feel out what was going on. Another thing I did like about the the event, even though there was a lot of people, there was a DJ or there was some music playing, but the music was very much limited to the bar and the pole area. And so yeah, it was if, quite good. Out, outside you could chat. Yeah, and I, I thought, again – even though they could have pumped the speakers out into that area, you could still hear the music for the ambience, but it wasn't overrun. So you could actually have a connection or try to have a connection with a couple or person yeah. in that outside area. And I thought that was brilliant. I really got to give them props for that. I'm, I'm glad everybody that was there was either tested or or um, vaccinated though. Yeah, there's a lot of people. You didn't ever walk into the bar. Yeah, true. <laughs> there was... There was a lot more people there than than certainly I was comfortable with. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I know I will go back. 
Something else that I thought could have made the event better. So it was a Christmas in July event. It could have been better for the atmosphere. So Christmas in July, it was basically you can dress up in something Christmassy or you can just wear red or white, you know, yep. at a pinch. I would say less than half the people were – actually, oh, that's probably unfair. I'll, ha- I'll say half. I would say half the people were in kind of the outfit specs, right? Yep. Do you think about half? Yep. Okay. What I would say is that you could in, in do an incentive for people to come dressed as that. So, like, it could be a discounted entry if you're dressed up properly. It could be, like, a free giveaway, something if you're dressed up properly. Yeah, but he did cover – I mean, that was covered. He mentioned that it, it's almost impossible because it's a mainly a tourist destination. The tourists are typically there without anything to, yeah. to, to wear or whatever, and it's a bit more spontaneous than that. Yeah, that's happened to us. I mean, that happened to me in Houston when I went to the eye candy party. I didn't have any extra costumes for the alien invasion party. Yeah. You know, so I had to kind of make do and make something up. Uh, I get it. I get it. But that's why I'm saying that if you, for the people that were perhaps coming to that party specifically that were on the RSVP list, you know, had been on it for weeks, there could be a way to maybe incentivize people to get involved. And one of the things too. I mean, they they weren't the majority of the people though, were they? What do you mean? Well, the the people who were there, the vast majority of them were not people who'd already pre-booked. The RSVPs are people that are generally travelling in for the event. In mm-hmm. this particular case, I would say that a lot of them are travelling in. So, you know, the, the you've still got the people who are on site who, in a very big tourist-driven city in, in the middle of summer that want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, oh, you know what? I thought there was a missed opportunity for a Santa sack giveaway as well. Santa's sack. Yeah, like walking mm. around with Santa's you sack. You could be right. You could be right. To, to give away some sex toys to people. Do you really think that needed to happen, though? I would have liked it just but because. But will have it added anything to anybody else's night other probably than not. yours? For me, I would have been like, ah, mm-hmm, punny. Just, so just for the pun. Yeah. That's the only reason. Oh, and gifts are always fun. Depends on whether you want them or not, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a missed opportunity for, for Santa's sack to get involved. Okay. Personally, on a personal level. Okay. I mean, look, I, I didn't miss Santa's sack. I have to say. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll uh, get ready to wrap this up. Okay. All right, so first of all, thank you to our newest patrons. That is Luke and John. Really appreciate the hell out of you guys for joining us on Patreon. If you guys want to join us, head to the show notes. You'll be able to see the link there. It's patreon.com forward slash swinging down under. So thanks, Luke and John, and thank you to all of our other patrons for supporting us. Really appreciate that. I recently, in our single man hunt, Daryl, I stumbled upon a guy. Actually, you stumbled upon this gentleman. He's mid-40. He seemed okay, seemed interesting, um, had some nice photos, bio, kind of all checked out. Lots of green flags. Shitloads of green flags. There's no such thing as green flags. There are. There's green no. flags. They green come. lights, red flags. Green lights? Okay. Red flags, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of green lights. Yeah, better. Happy about that? Yeah, I mean, nobody's waving a gun. I mean, I know they do green flags as well, but... It's not – most people say green light, red flag, I think. Okay. I think. I don't think so. I think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you always do. <laughs> okay. So it seemed interesting. You kind of found the profile and I think you originally wrote out wrote out to this person and then that's when you got me involved. And I did a Twitter poll on this. You have no idea what I'm talking about, but you, will, you, you will in a moment. I asked on Twitter that if you make a connection online and you start talking and then you swap some, some – chit-chat backwards and forwards and everything seems interesting, they seem interesting, and then you swap some photos and you notice some 70s hair bush going on down there. And I said to you, 
what do you think about asking this person to groom jokingly, right? Because yeah. that's horrible and you would never ask a person that's a total to, dick move. to groom their body hair. You know, interestingly though, I think you would probably find more women would be like, oh yeah, I'd ask him to groom. And I think that if a man asked a female to groom, like you'd be fucking, you'd be fucking slapped be, in the face. Actually, you'd just be crucified. As so I put up on Twitter, I put up on Twitter yesterday. What would you do? I gave three options. Mm-hmm. Date anyway, it's just hair. Ask them to groom mm-hmm. and peace out. So basically be like, nah. No. Yeah, I know what peace out means. Yeah, you do? Yeah, I'm, I, I was born, you know, not, yeah. a, not in the 40s. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, what do you reckon, one? So date, it's just hair. Ask them to groom or peace totally out. Totally peace out. Peace out was second. Okay. Date them, it's just hair came in at 38% of the votes. Okay. So date them, it's just hair, 38%. Ask them to groom, 29%. Okay. Or peace out 33. So, it was a, so it's an even split. It's almost a tie between piecing out and asking them to groom, which no, I it's thought. it's a tie between all of them. It's like you're, talking, you're, splitting, you're splitting hairs. Splitting hairs. You said it before I had the opportunity uh, I, to say no, it. No, that's, that's not what happened. And it was a good one. And yeah, I, I know. <laughs> can we just go again? Uh, no, I don't think so. Hey, Daryl, you know what that is? Those close numbers. It's it, splitting hairs. Oh, God. Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised by that? I'm. I was hella surprised. I was expecting when I put up this poll to have so many people be like, "You can't fucking ask somebody to groom themselves, Kate. That's ridiculous." And you could offer to groom them, though. Well, that's what somebody said. Somebody was yeah. actually like, "Make it, make it sexy, make it part of play." But why not? Uh, why not groom them? But what if it's not sexy? Or what if I nick their balls because I'm not exactly pro- proficient? Jesus, that got dark very quickly. Just like their pubic hair. That was. So bad. That was pretty good. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm going to push this along. Okay, right. So, so so that was, I mean, so it was an even split basically between the three of them. Yeah, no split ends. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just so, came up with that on the spot. Oh, I know, babe. I'm so happy with that. Oh, you're amazing. I'm so good. I agree. Oh, my God. You know what would make this so much more amazing? If you were drunk? If we moved to the next subject. (laughs) Okay, that's it, guys. But uh, coming up, we are heading – Daryl's heading off to the States and uh, and then I'll – I'm doing nothing over there other than working, just FYI. Yeah, just FYI. I will see you in France, I guess, the next time I see you. Yes. And then so we're going to spend a couple of days in Paris and then we're going to spend a week or five nights down in Cap d'Arc, which, of course, is the 40,000-person – naturist village that uh, that we're going to party there with spicymatch.com. They're doing a takeover and that's going to be – this is something that I've been wanting to do for, for years, basically since we started the lifestyle. I remember hearing about Cup Dog and I remember hearing about Naughty New Orleans and both of those events were like the big events that everyone talks about because they're huge. And so well, Cup Dog is an event, isn't is an, an event though. Like it's well, this takeover, time. Yeah, the, Cup Dog itself is obviously full-time. Why do you keep saying obviously? Who's it obvious to? Me. And Penny. And Penny. Yeah, because that's, that's all that's here. Okay. Carp Dog is full-time year-round. Can't imagine it's great in uh, winter anyway because people live there. It'd be fucking cold going out, in, going out nude in winter. Right, but the actual season when these events and these takeovers start happening, obviously in summer, and we're going to obviously. one. Obviously. <laughs> they happen in summer and we're going to one. So I'm... I'm excited to – well, first of all, I'm excited to visit France again and ex- excited to visit Paris and, and then head down on the Tejave down to down to Cap d'Arc. Is it the Tejave? It's the Inouye. 
which is it's a Teja V, but it's like the little sister Teja V. Yeah, so it's the non-fast ones. No, no, they're still fast. If you go <laughs> up the train list, yeah, it's still fast, but it's not like how fast? I'll look it up. Hold on a second. No, no, I don't. What? No. I, I mean, make up a fucking number if you don't know. Two hundred and eighty-nine kilometers an hour. Yeah, so not fast. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm excited by that. So thanks very much for listening, guys, and I uh, hope you found that interesting. And we will be back soon, I guess, with an update on what's happening. If you guys are interested in, I guess, watching what happens and learning about our travel and our experiences, head over to Twitter and Instagram because as we're in Cup Dark, I'm going to be going live each day kind of talking about what's happening and what we're up to. So if you are guys you are interested. Are allowed to just wander around with a camera filming yourself? Obviously I'm doing it inside our apartment. Fucking hell. Fucking hell yourself. Oh, no, you're the fucking pervert. (laughs) There will be no random nude people on the live because that's a, you know, that's not nice to do that. And also heavily illegal in Cup Dog, obviously. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, it is actually. It's, they don't allow, um, as you go into the village, as I understand it, again, I'll probably talk about this next week on our our live. You have to, um, I think, agree to some of the terms there, and one of them is is no use of cameras or video equipment. I'm pretty sure people are breaking that flat out. Flat out, yeah. Well, I'm interested to see that as well. So, yeah, super excited about that. So that's been episode 133, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Au revoir. Because ciao is Italian and we're going to France. Okay. Au revoir. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Bye. Still a dick? Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Phew. Thank God for that. Glad. So glad about the dick thing. You're a dick. Mm-hmm. It's a true story. Dick, dick. Huge dick, small dick, round dick, flat dick, dick like Vegemite, lid, amazing dick, smelly dick. We have all kinds of dick in here. Yeah, dick head, I know that much. This reminds me of the beginning of From Dust Till Dawn. What? Yeah, who is it? It's Cheech, I think, from Cheech and Chong. It's not the beginning, it's where they go into the into the um, vampire Den. Lair. And, yeah, he's at the front saying, we have all kinds of pussy here. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but with dicks. Okay, you ready? Yeah, don't be a dick about it.